دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gold Bazan. I'm joined by Arya and Samson for this episode. It's going to be a really good episode. How are you doing, guys? My pleasure, Sina. To be back on Sina. Um, it's been a little while since we've talked about the national team, but hopefully we've yeah. got some good things to say today. Yeah, we're back with a, an episode I feel like it's really exciting because obviously it's been a while since, you know, we've played an actual game that matters. Like we've had a few friendlies. So now with this 20, 26-man squad that Skosic has, has given us, um, I think it'd be really good to give a breakdown and kind of see, see how it's going to pan out for the Hong Kong game, which, you know, is massively important for our qualification um, going forward. So... Yeah, I think we should just like jump in because it, there, there is a lot to break down here that I, I'd love to talk to you both about. So, yeah, just a bit of information. So he called up 26, 26 people um, to the squad last night and it would likely be, be cut to 23 uh, on Monday, the 31st of May. And obviously this is for the Iran-Hong Kong game, which is due to be played on the 3rd of June um, in Bahrain. I, I remember we talked about that with Pejman. I remember um, Arya... We're not going to go into the politics of that again, about why that's happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But again, it's, it's, not, it's not kind of where we're used to playing, but Hong Kong's not used to playing there either. So I don't think that'll be a massive problem for us. Um, obviously, the first time we played them in the group, we, 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 we won 2-0. We won <laughs> Um, Asmun and Ansari Farad scored. Um, and that was, that was such a long time ago, September 2019. Uh, a lot's changed since then. Um, but yeah, I think before we jump in though, um, I want to tell the Golbazan audience, the lovely Golbazan audience, that we're going to be doing a live Twitter space again um, 30 minutes before the actual match starts. So st- stay tuned on our social media. Um, you'll be able to come on and give some thoughts before the game, some questions, and we'll answer them in that moment. Uh, we, we really enjoy doing them. So thank you for so much for staying tuned in, uh, for those. Let's talk about the key additions to the squad because obviously last time we talked on the episode about who didn't make it into the squad. I think Said as a Tolahi was a big, a bigger mission before. He's back in the squad now. Um, Adia, what's kind of changed? Like, why do you think he's back in the squad now? Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's played very, very well uh, this past month. He scored uh, three goals. He's had an assist. He's been very, very uh, important for his team staying up in the Danish uh, Super League. So for him... Um, 
that this month of, of game time has been vital for this selection, I think, for the national team. Um, and obviously, I think it was almost as if he, by not being selected for the last camp, was a big... Um, you know, big boost for him mentally. You know, some players would have would have hidden and kind of um, went back into their own shell, but he's able to use it as a platform to improve uh, and get back into the national team, which he has done, and he deserved it. And I think that he should be a starting player for us now that, you know, we'll come on to it, of course, later on, but now that you don't have the likes of Ali Karimi and Omid Ibrahimi, who are both out of the squad, so... You know, it's a big chance for him now to to get more more playing time in a national team jersey. Yeah, no, definitely agree. He's been playing really well in the Danish league, um, and yeah, I, I can't wait to see him against Hong Kong. I did forget to mention we do have a short segment with Tobias Zusa from Offside uh, Hong Kong podcast football podcast. So that will come later in the episode about you know what they think about the game, how they're feeling, and all of that stuff. Um, but other other people in the squad that weren't in the squad before. Uh, Jahan Bash obviously makes a return and I think what's interesting is that the last time he actually played in an Iran shirt was uh, as it was against Hong Kong in 2019 um, and then we had, we had we've also got Saman Rudos uh, Albert Zadeh Porali Ganji and Kaveh Rezaei both like all pretty big players um, coming into the squad now um, so Samson what do, you, what do you make of those people coming into the squad now I think I think it'll be a massive boost yeah, and we've seen uh, Jahan Baksh get uh, a lot more minutes the last few weeks, haven't we, with Brighton? Um, I just, uh, I mean, they haven't really amounted to much. It's finished off the season with a uh, with a, a loss, I believe. Um, but for Jahan Baksh, it, it's it's really it's it been a game of whether he can get the playing time in his club and can stay fresh because of that and get back in into uh, really the, the playing shape of being a starting man, which is really the opposite uh, issue for all of all the other main starters because they've been playing their entire season. So we, we're worried about them making sure that they are not out of gas and can, uh, can persist on through these uh, matches that we have coming up. Uh, and it's a different story for Jahan Bach. So I'm, I'm really optimistic about – um, you know, him feeling good and ready to play. Uh, I, I know that he is very headstrong and, and will be uh, determined to prove himself back with the national team. Um, and, you know, I can, I can only hope that he can, that he gets to do that because as you mentioned, it's been gosh, over a year and a half guys. Uh, so, so, you know, you can tell that there's a lot of hunger with him. Uh, as far as the other uh, main guys, uh, guys. If I'm not mistaken, we haven't uh, heard the names of of uh, Torabi and and Amiri very often with the team. I, I know Torabi; uh, he's kind of been in the in the in, in the shadows, but and he's back. Uh, Ari, you want to talk on that? Yeah, I mean he's back as well. Uh, he's not had a game for the national team in a long time through injuries and and various other problems that he's had. Um, you know, going to Qatar and whatnot, but. For him, I think it's a case of does he have what it takes to get into this squad over the likes of Jan Bach and Kodos and Goye D and all these kind of players? Because as I said before, as um, Samson said, Sina said before, this squad is a preliminary squad, so it, it will get cut down. And it most likely will get cut down to 23 players. 
Um, we suspected it would be 26, but from what I'm hearing now is they will try to take 23 from this 26-man um, squad. So he could be one of those guys who gets cut from this, which is a shame for him, but I, I, I think it, it speaks to the, the lack of um, um, really high-quality match that he's matches that he's had over the last two years um, hasn't gone to Europe. That's been a big problem for him in his career, and I think that's probably why he would struggle to make the squad. But you never know; you never know he might make it. Yeah, no, I think I think with Torabi, he certainly has got the quality to play in Europe. I feel like he needs to play at a higher level to actually cement himself into this squad. Because if you're competing against the likes of Jaron Bash, even though there's question marks over his playing time, I still think you know. If it's a player that, that plays in Europe and even, even though he doesn't play that regularly, it still trumps him. Um, he, he needs to start playing in Europe. Otherwise, he'll always, he'll always be in this position of, oh, maybe making it into the squad or maybe not making it into the squad. Obviously, we'll talk about that a bit later when we talk about the wingers. Um, but then, okay, we'll talk about the omissions. Obviously, there's, there's a few players out from in, injury, uh, like Syed Manesh. I think that's probably going to be a big loss for us. I, I really like him as a player, especially as a substitute. He's, he's really explosive. Um, you know, massively important to the team. Obviously, we've got Ali Karimi and uh, Nur Afkan out from injury as well. Um, kind of big losses, but our injury list isn't that big, which is, a, which is a massive positive, I'd say. What do you think, Arya? Yeah, it's good that we don't have any of the sort of key players injured, you know, the guys who are starting for us, you know. Um, it's really, really good, especially that we've got back uh, Moharami. Uh, it's very important that we got him back because... You know, Ramin Rezaian's out of the national team picture now and we need a right back. You know, we need someone who's going to be able to cement that position for themselves. And I think he's the guy to do that. He's been fantastic for Dinamo Zagreb over the last two seasons. And he came back on the last game of the season for them and he was brilliant. You know, he played, I think it was like 65 minutes and he was really, really strong in that in that performance. So it's good to have him back. And, and also, um, you know, it seems like a very young squad uh, so hopefully we don't have any more injuries, you know, fingers crossed. You know, you really feel for Saeed Manesh because uh, he's, he's really proven himself and, and you know, he's, he still remains Team Ali's uh, youngest scored player, if I'm not mistaken, from a few years back. But at the same time, it, it, it doesn't look like uh, the offensive production uh, will take that much of a big hit. I mean, I mean this is the strongest... Uh, offensive lineup that we can ask for, really. Gulizadeh, um, Gayadi, who has been fantastic in his brief time with uh, with Team Mili. You get Hulos back. Um, you get Jahan Bach back, hopefully productive, maybe getting uh, playing time in, in, in the first game. And then, of course, the, the, the four forwards to choose from, Rezaei and Saifar, Tarimi, Azmu, I mean, are we really missing Syed Manish that much? I mean, I, uh, of course, we really root for his success, but um, it, it's it's not exactly if if you had to choose between someone to get injured, um, he's perhaps someone that we would miss maybe a little bit less, right? Yeah, yeah agreed. I, I yeah. totally agree. I think Syed Manish is a great player, but look, he's 19 years old. He's got he's got so much time. He's got so much time. Yeah, agreed. As a substitute, though, I feel like. He is on par with the big players. He, he is massively explosive. So um, I think, obviously, he's got loads of time. So we'll, we'll definitely see him more in, in a Team Melly shirt in the future. Um, but 
Arya, you talked about uh, Ramin Rezaian missing out just because of preference. Another huge player who's been who's missed out because of preference as well, um, Omid Ebrahimi, massively massive player. Obviously, like there's other players that have missed out also, but he's probably the the biggest player that's missed out in this selection. Um, Samson, what do you what do you make of that? Are his are his days in Team Melly over now? Is is this is this the last time? You think? We, we're increasingly realizing that we're needing um, a more disciplined and athletic midfield from tra- transitioning from the backup. And I, I never thought he was one of the, the, the quickest guys. He, I mean, he was a relatively intelligent player. But, you know, it, it, when it comes to you know, maybe his time of playing at a higher level in Europe, that's obviously passed. So, uh, are, we, are we missing? Uh, are we really missing him that much because of the fact that this is a younger squad, but it's a stronger squad, and they've uh, played fantastic in uh, among the Legionnaire players, and there's rising talent with some of the domestic players that are earning their shots. So, uh, is is this really that much of a, of a loss without him? I mean, he he, he served well in, in in the past, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I think um, going forward with the next um, with the remaining World Cup uh, campaign, uh, if I mean, say if there's injuries, then yeah, I mean, I guess he could step in. But uh, guys, guys, I'm not seeing much of uh, uh, really an integral use for him uh, in his yeah. style of play. Are you? I have to, I've got to disagree with that uh, personally because you're seeing that we've got a young squad, and you know, and we had Ryan Mee's obviously 33 years old, but He's called up Kamal Kamalbinho, you know, same age, same position. So for me, um, in my opinion, anyway, Kamal Kamalbinho is not a particularly good player. You know, I don't think he's that good. You know, I don't think he's better than um, Salah, who also plays in Paris Bodies and he's same position as him. So for me, also, you look at the last game against Syria, you know, if we're going to go a bit more technical-based, look at the last game against Syria when, when Omid Ibrahimi came on for Hoy Safi, in that match, we looked a lot better. And that was a game where we struggled to keep possession. And, you know, we were very, very poor, in my opinion, in the midfield. When he came on, he was very, very useful for us in keeping the ball. And he's a player who, you know, last season he was playing in Belgium and he was doing really well. And this season in Qatar, he's doing really well. He's the captain of his team. And I think Omid Ibrahim is a big miss. Personally, I think it's a big miss. And I think if he was in the squad, um, I would have started him. You know, that's that's how important I think he is to, this, to the team. I think him and Saeed would have been my two starting midfielders, you know. Um, I wouldn't personally start Ahmad Nurulai or Esan Hoy Safi. I don't think those two are particularly uh, consistent in their approach to the match, but Omid has always been a consistent performer despite his age. I don't think Kamal gives you that. But, you know, it's not... It's not a selection where you're like, okay, it's the worst thing that's happened to the national team, but I think it was a, a big miss in, in the midfield. You think this is a kind of a, a tactical uh, move by Skosic to, to try to maybe get another player to, to show leadership, to step up, one, one of these? No, uh, I don't, because I think, because uh, Kamal's the same age as him. I don't, I, don't see how, I don't see how that works, because first and foremost, if he was replacing Omid with like a younger player, like like for example, if he was replacing Omid Ibrahimi with Yasin Salmani, who played in Sepan and he's been fantastic in the in the in the in the, in the Persian Golf Pro League, if he was replacing him for a young player like him, 
I'd be like, okay, yes, you're right, Samson. He would he's replacing him because he wants to progress the team. But when you replace him with Kamal Kamyabinya, who is the same age, same position, and he's not particularly good in my opinion, I don't think that shows any progression. I don't think he's asking Kamal to to be the the to be the Ibrahimi in this lineup though. I mean, he doesn't have the the experience with the national team for that. It would, it would be someone else. I don't know. I I still disagree. I still don't don't think that he should have been sacrificed for a for a a bunch of players, and especially after we've lost Ali Karimi to injury and and Omidun Afghan to injury. I think he should have been there, especially with the World Cup experience, with the Asian Cup experience, European experience. I think it was a big miss. But look, I think we have good midfielders, you know, regardless. I think Wide Amiri, Abad and Reliz are, are decent players who can do a job for us. But I think I I still believe that Omid Rami would have been the right option, even despite his age. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's I think like obviously we'll talk about that more when we when we discuss the midfielders, but I think I think he is pretty a pretty big loss. He he's probably one of our most consistent players, I'd say. And and as a presence, as a as a leader, I mean if if uh Kamal is literally the same age, same position, it's it's not even a ta- tactical change. Like it makes it makes little sense to me. But of, uh, like we'll talk about that a bit more. Talking about the actual squad itself, so for for the goalkeeper moving moving from the from the back to the front. So for goalkeeper, Berman is the natural number one, but there have been a lot of question marks over his position, his playing time. So who starts who starts goalkeeper for you guys, Samson? I'll start with you. I think it's a matter of strategy uh, at, at this point. I mean, because Berman is obviously proven himself at the national team level at the club level not so much it's the opposite for for, for Amir Abadzadeh he's just been fantastic for Maritimo uh, this year um, I, 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 I you know it depends what level of chemistry that the, the staff really believes that uh, they work with their defenders I think they're both great uh, at a certain point you know sometimes you think of the height advantage that Baron Vaughn has um, is and then uh, you know who's having the better week in practice, and is it really that much of a risk if the attackers and midfielders of the other uh, country that we're playing uh, are not really you know that fantastic outside the box or uh, at the headers or something like that? I mean, what's your, what's your risk assessment? You know, because uh, me personally, guys, I have a lot of confidence in. in in both, really. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're right in the sense that it's, it is game by game. I think um, one of my friends, uh, Brian Parsa, uh, he said to me like last night that Abuzadeh is a guy who has immense confidence. Um, and it's true, he does. He's a very confident man. And so is Bayron Ban. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying Abuzadeh has very immense confidence in the sense that he's very self-aware um, and I think he's the right guy for me anyway to start against a team like Iraq or a team like Bahrain because I think he will get he'll be able to get in the heads of the opponents very easily uh, and be able to you know impose himself on the game. You know we saw against Bosnia when we were playing away from home against Bosnia in the friendly he was unbelievable. I mean he really was. He was really one of his best performances I've seen. Um, and you know I think he's a top goalkeeper. Absolutely. But having said that, Bayon Band for me is a better goalkeeper. 
you know, despite the confidence, I think, and he might be a little bit strong confidence because he's not playing for Antwerp, but I think Bernard is the better goalkeeper for sure. So whoever does start, it doesn't really matter. And Niels Mand is a top keeper as well. So don't, you know, don't thingy on him. Don't say he's not going to, you know, push these guys because he will push them. But he, you know, he won't be starting, but he's a top keeper as well. Do we, do we think uh, Akbari will be the, the odd Yeah, yeah, though? yeah. I mean, he's not been called up to the national team in a long time. But, you know, he was a guy who Dan Gaspar, who was a goalkeeper under Carlos Kiros, um, you know, at the first World Cup, he was a guy who Dan Gaspar really, really liked. And he was in the national team quite a lot. And, you know, he fell off a little bit. You know, he had, he had offers from Europe, but he fell off a little bit. And I'm, I'm glad to see him in. I think he's done well for Turok this season. And he's, you know, he's shown him that he's, he's one of the best. I don't think he's better than Mazaheri, if you're going to go by technicals. I think Mazaheri is actually injured, from what I heard, um, playing for SLL. But I do think he's one of the best keepers that we have in Iran. Um, you know, up there with like Hamid Alak and all these kind of goalkeepers. But ultimately, ultimately, I think uh, he will get cut. Yeah, I think, I think, well, if anything, the the competition for goalkeeper is now is really refreshing to see. We haven't had good competition for the goalkeeping position for a while. So it's really good to see. Um, but moving on to defenders, uh, I I actually think we have a pretty strong defending defensive lineup. I'm quite happy with that, with our lineup. Like, yeah, it'd be good to see what you guys think. I haven't seen much of the the defenders guys to be to be honest, but uh, we 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 are keeping some of the some of the veterans, probably Ganji, um, and Hosseini, of course, from Shabzone's four. I, I think Ari, you think he's in the middle of uh, uh, switching clubs at, at the end yeah. of, this, of this club. Yeah. Hopefully, that doesn't affect uh, you know his national team play by any means. But well, I mean, quickly on the centre backs, it's good that Scottish has gone with four of the best you know he's not picked another one he said to these guys you know you're, you're my favorite players in that position and I'm, i trust you that's very good that he's done that and at the exact same the four the field the four fullbacks and in my opinion he's called up the eight best defenders that we have in each position you could argue that jafar salmoni isn't a natural left back and he isn't but i don't think that we have you know, I think we, there's some good left backs like Derek Shonmera, uh, um, Fulad, and um, Abul Faz Jalali was in the last camp, uh, Saipa, um, and a couple of others like you know Muhammad Nadiri and all that. But I don't, I don't really think they're they're like they're so good that Jafar Salmani shouldn't be called up because you know he's playing in the Portuguese league, he's getting good training, and he's a decent player. So I'm happy he's in, and then I think Daniel Esmaili Far is a pretty good right back. I, I really do like him. And I think he should have been in the last camp as well. But I'm glad to see him in. I'm glad not to see Sio Maknemati. Um, you know, Milad and Sadeg are great players too. So, no, it's a good, it's a good defense. Uh, yeah, Arya, I, I completely agree with you. I think these are the eight best defenders that we have. And I, 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 really, I really like the sort of chemistry. And obviously, like, we have uh, Haj Safi, who could, who could always slot in either right back or left back. Um, as he's done before, so I think I think as a as a defensive lineup it is pretty strong. Um, I'm I'm pretty positive about it. I, I remember in the last last selection there were a few question marks about the defenders, so I'm I'm pretty happy with this. Um, so moving on to the midfielders, obviously this is the part where like we've had a few discussions about already. Uh, obviously we talked about before Sadez Atolay has made the squad again. I'm really pleased to see him back in. Um, 
I'm not certain whether he'll start or not because, like, I don't know whether Scottish would have the level of confidence to start him. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Samson? I think he should. He's put in the work, uh, as I tell you, he has. And, you know, say what you will about, you know, being in Denmark, but I think it's a higher, highly impressive golf pro league. Uh, and, and the way his physique, and he's, he's fit. And the last time that he uh, played, you know, he, I'll, yeah, I'll be it back in, uh, I think, August or September. Um, or, or was it October? Uh, he, he had that assist against Bosnia. And he just feels comfortable and, and easily uh, molds in with these guys. And, and I, I think when you combine him in the center with someone like Guli Zadeh or even Kodos, I mean, there's so much potential for just assists, you know, the distribution left and right. And for set pieces, I, I just feel so much confidence in him. And I think it'll be very refreshing to have him back. I hope Skosic agrees. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of potential with these guys to, to really help generate the, um, the, uh, the, tran- uh, the transition from defensive to attacking uh, with the, the pace and distribution and, and get some uh, counterattack goals and, and really also uh, hog the possession. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he's a guy who you want – I think starting, uh, I, I guess maybe Scotius might have him come off the bench, but uh, I'd have someone like him start. Um, I'm curious on what he wants to, what Skosic wants to do with uh, Isan Hasafi, uh, whether he wants to start him as captain as what he has been doing. Um, and I'm also curious uh, what uh, maybe uh, capacity Amiri is, is used in. Yeah, I would agree. Um, for me, Saeed, um, Zatullahi and Ali Qurizadeh have to start. I think those two guys are very important to our team. Um, um, and then I think between Jahan Baksh and Gordos, I'm easy with you know one of them starting. You know, I wouldn't go. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people online um, having um, Said, and then you have in front of him um, Qurizadeh, Gordos, and Jahan Baksh. Those three, I don't think, can play together in a midfield four. I think it would be too far too attacking when you've got two strikers up front as well because, you know, you can't just rely on Saeed to do all the defensive work on his own. It would just be impossible. And then then, then why is he called up Ahmad Nurullahi and Hoy Safi and Vahid Amiri and Kamal Khamiya So he has to start one of them. You know, and I think Vahid Amiri is probably the right person to start. Um, you know, we know the energy that he has, but Ahmad Nuro is also a decent midfielder. You know, he's not had a great season for Paris Police, but he's a decent midfielder. But I do think that eventually Scottish will go with um, Hai Safi um, because he's the captain. You know, I don't think he should start, but I think he will. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, I'll you know, come to the strikers in a minute, but for me, IID is a fantastic, fantastic sub that we can bring on because he's got the pace, the skills, the shooting ability. I think he would cause a lot of issues when when the games get a little bit more leggy and you know a bit more jaded because he has the ability to unlock defenses. I don't think he's the guy who should be starting the games, especially the two games against Bahrain and Iraq. I just don't think he has the, the physicality to start matches at the moment, but to come on in the second half, you know, and, and also we have five substitutes. Don't forget that you know you don't have to always start with your most attacking players. You can always bring on players. So, Goyedi is a player who definitely would come on and impact the game in the second half. And I think it, it seems like, you know, hopefully, if they all stay fit, it could be a very strong, strong team. 
I, I, I was about to say the same thing. I, I love the aspect of, of having Gaia the, uh, as a sub in, I, I just feel like after watching him in those last two friendlies and, and, you know, seeing what he can, he can do in the, in, in, uh, in the domestic league in Iran, I, I just think, man, I got to see this guy score a volley in, in the last 20 minutes against Bahrain or against Iraq, you know, just, just, you know, hopefully. I mean, by you already game. saw it against Bosnia. I know, you know? I know, I, I know. <laughs> that's exactly what it's done. I'm like, bro, I got to see him do that against these teams, man. I, I like, th- like just make a statement like that. I got to see him do that, man. You know, really like this is his time to really shine when he comes off the bench in that kind of capacity, you know, that he's a guy that can, they can do that for us. And also, just very quickly, because I think people have obviously noticed this, he's the only SLR player in this list, you know, and I think that people are maybe a little bit upset about that, especially the SLR fans. And I can understand that, you know, but let's be honest, he is the best SLR player, there's no doubt about that. And SLR, you know, ultimately, if I'm going to be critical of their team, they haven't had the best season. You know, you can say things haven't gone their way, you know, refereeing decisions and whatnot, but Look, it's just it is what it is. You know, we have to accept it for what it is. Gaudi's there, you know, and he's representing that club. And I know there's five press bodies, but I understand that. But we have to accept it. You know, we have to go and and support the national team. You know, all that goes out the window. You know, the all this SLR press body stuff has to go out the window. We have to be supporting the national team. Guys, we talked about midfielders, and I was going to save the the actual lineup for you know a bit later after we talk about the forwards, but. I feel like our midfield's got the most quality out of all the team. So who, like, I don't know, how, how are you going to structure the midfield? I feel like that's really going to be important for us in this game and, and in the future, of course. So how are you guys going to structure it? For, for me, personally, I think that we have to go with um, three in the midfield. You know, I think we've always played better when we've had three across midfield. Um, you know, th- when I say three, I don't mean like, just three. I mean, I mean three with an attacking midfielder, uh, or three with two wingers. You know, um, so technically five. You know, if we're going to go back with with the wingers, but for me, Saeed should always be the deepest one. Um, someone always physicality and height should be always the deepest. Then I think you should have um, like a box to box midfielder. So like a Vahid Amiri or Ahmad Nurlahi or or whatever next to him for the energy. And then I would have someone like Jahambash or Godus as the kind of um, the link between him and Qoyzadeh as the more advanced player. You know, so I would always have Qoyzadeh as the more advanced player with Godus, Jahambash, a little bit more deeper, just kind of as a link and then box to box and a deep, a deep sort of defensive midfielder. But for me, I think we have to play with Osmond and Tarami up front. You know, we have to. We can't, we can't really drop them. And, you know, there was before we used to have Tarimi as a left winger. For me, he shouldn't really play as a left winger. He can always move there within the game. But for me, he should always play as a striker next to Osman. And that's pretty much what he's done with Porto, right? Yeah, he's played as, as, a, as yeah. a, you know, with uh, Marega up front, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, stay, uh, I would stay with Willis Ade uh, starting... Uh, just because of he's really held held that midfield together in, in the last team league games, um, you know I, I think that just the midfield really gels well when he's starting, and I think uh, we should really just you know continue with that, um, especially 
you know, to continue momentum from doing well in the friendlies under Skosic. Uh, and, and he's obviously always been uh, productive. I would, I would keep Jahan Baksh where he has succeeded with Tim Lee. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think anything's changed with their comfort level uh, compared to what they've been doing with their club. Um, so I, I think if it's, not, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know. Um, but other than that, yeah, Arya, same here. All right, yeah, okay, cool. Let's move on to the forwards, as you kind of alluded to, Arya, because we got, we got obviously a really strong midfield, a really strong, you know, wing as well. For me, I completely agree with you. Asmon and Tyrami both have to start, and they both have to play as strikers. I don't want to put Tyrami on the wing. Like, he's less potent on the wing. Like, in the Champions League... Porto, their biggest threat was Tarami playing in the middle. Obviously, they had like Sergio Oliveira as well behind, but Tarami was wreaking havoc. That's where I feel like he's the most, you know, the most powerful. And obviously, uh, Asman's been playing, you know, as a striker, you know, forever. So, yeah, I think I think our forwards are really strong as well. I think it's just the just the balancing act of getting our midfielders, wingers, and forwards in the correct positions to not overcommit. I feel like that's where our danger might lie with, with this lineup. What do you think, Samson? Yeah, I, I think we have to, you have to have a, a, a solid balance, but at, at the same time, you know, th- these are smart players and, and guys, we have to realize we, this has to be the strongest midfield attack scheme in all of Asia uh, with the exception of what, maybe, maybe Japan. I mean, guys, th- these guys have to realize that, you know, what kind of power star power that they really have in terms of being able to move the ball and set up these plays, you know, you can't help but to be optimistic that they're, they're going to score some goals and they have to score some goals. Uh, but I mean, we, we get so lost in sometimes some, some of the negative results that have happened uh, that we, we forget that, you know, for the better part of a decade, albeit with Kairos, uh, you know, team Millie really was the, the, superior team in Asia and you know those players have only gotten better this is the this is the best set of players that uh, Iran has had you know best set of goalie best set of attackers for sure um, best set of fullbacks so I, I mean you know really the sky's the limit these these guys have to realize that you know they they can really feed off of each other by supporting each other back and then moving up together as long as they don't get selfish. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to not think uh, these four games, these guys can't score three goals per game. Yeah, I would agree. I think that, look, Osmond Tarami, you know, two of the best strikers in, in Europe, you know, they are. They are two of the best strikers in Europe. Um, there's no doubt about that. You know, they're, they're scoring a high percentage of goals and creating a high percentage, and they're also scoring for the national team. That doesn't not not every striker does that. Not that's very rare actually to ha- to see that happen. You know, regularly, it's not that common. So they are two of the best in the world or in Europe, whatever you want to call it. So we have to be proud that we have these players in the national team. Um, and you know, don't forget Cover Azoyans and Ansari Far. They're both very good strikers. They they both they both scored in our last friendlies. Um, we know they're very very potent as well. They can always come on and score goals. So I'm very happy with this team. I'm not upset with it, other than the Omi De Bruyne thing. I'm quite happy with it. And also, Arya, Asman and Tarami, Another rare thing is that they actually work well together. Like as a duo, 
I feel like the chemistry is pretty high. Like that's quite rare as well. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not common. You know, people might take it for granted, but it's not common that we have two strikers at a top top level playing for top top teams. You know, you know, and they're scoring high number of goals. You know, so it was listen. This is this is a good chance for us to progress and and hopefully, hopefully, you know, get into the next round of the qualifiers. Guys, we're not asking them to climb a mountain here, okay? They've already put in great work against formidable opponents in their club team. We're only asking them to play play as a unit and execute against Hong Kong, against Bahrain, against Cambodia, and then Iraq. You know, we're not asking them to uh, go out and, and battle against Portugal and Spain. Okay, this isn't the same fight. It's it's the fight to get things back on track. Now that there isn't really a toxic locker room, now that there's not a toxic coaching staff, uh, so you know you have to have a good bit of faith that they can get this done. Because yeah, sure, Iran has dug itself a hole, but you know let, let's not just you know uh, scream bloody Mary. You this is a very uh, formidable. Uh, and doable task that we are asking of these guys. And as long as they don't overwork themselves because of the, the long club season and, and tire themselves or, or, um, or injure themselves before the game, it, you know, just, just stay smart, say the course and, you know, these results will come, right. That, that is, is that not overall the mentality that we should be having to not be, to not sit back, but also uh, not think that we have to kick the ball 80 yards down the field out of desperation every single possession right yeah completely agree um you talked about obviously hong kong uh we've obviously got our thoughts on the game our thoughts on the lineup i think before we move on to predictions lineups all that good stuff i think we should go to uh aria spoke to tobias zuza from offside.hk a hong kong football podcast so let's see what he has to say hey, tobias how you doing my friend uh, i'm doing great uh, thanks for having me on Thanks for coming on. So just speak to us about your, your podcast that you also do. You do a thing, you do two podcasts. Just give us a little bit of background about them. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm a co-host of the Hong Kong Football Podcast. Uh, we, have, we have been running this for a couple of years now on a bi-weekly basis, covering all what's going on in the local league, the Hong Kong Premier League, which is a professional league in Hong Kong, but also uh, education whenever the Hong Kong representative team is playing. Uh, Hong Kong is not a nation, right? So the politically correct term uh, here is Hong Kong representative team. Um, yeah, and other than this, I, I'm also doing the offsite.hk uh, website. Um, so we, on this, we're also like just covering local football uh, news, transfer news, uh, all the big matches that are happening. And yeah, so that, that keeps me busy um, in my free time. Uh, we have on Twitter, we are on offsite.hk. Uh, and uh, my personal Twitter handle is uh, Duvenger, um, which is like a, a Chinese synonym. But uh, yeah, just offside HK, uh, where you can find all the, the latest. Um, obviously, there's a match between Iran and Bahrain on the 3rd um, of June. Can you give us your, your thoughts on the match and also give us a little bit about um, the squad that have been called up for Hong Kong? Right. So uh, with regards to the squad, uh, uh, right away we could see that a lot of uh, crucial players are missing, mainly because uh, the best players in Hong Kong are currently playing in mainland China. 
and they have not been re released by their clubs. Uh, they can do this according to FIFA regulations right now because of the, the quarantine um, that uh, the players would uh, be required to undergo. So this would include players like Tanshun Lok, who is probably the, the best uh, player at the moment in the team, uh, uh, a midfielder, a defensive midfielder, um, but also a center back like Leung Nok Hang or Andy Russell. So they are all not available. Uh, that said, there are a couple of new exciting call-ups into, into the team because uh, Hong Kong, of course, is relying a lot on naturalized players who have been in Hong Kong for um, so foreign players who have been in Hong Kong for uh, seven plus years who are then eligible to get the Hong Kong passport. Um, so there are, there are now a couple of new ones, uh, including uh, Fernando, who is a very strong uh, winger, um, uh, has kind of reached his peak already in, in, the, in the last few years. Um, and then, of course, the, the usual suspects like Sandro, who is a very good striker, Brazilian born, but who has played for Hong Kong before. Um, and a new, uh, relatively young player for Hong Kong, Matthew Orr, who is like a, a half Hong Kong um, uh, um, born player. And uh, yeah, he will also make his debut uh, for Hong Kong. But altogether, it's not the, the strongest squad for the team. Yeah, and obviously, um, the last game we played, you guys, uh, all the way back in 2019, finished 2-0 uh, to Iran. And... Um, you know, it was a tough game from 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 what we could see. You know, they looked like a strong team overall, gave us some problems. Um, however, um, how do you think the game will go this time around? I do believe it's a very different situation, uh, especially for um, uh, Hong Kong. I have noticed that, for instance, Iran, they, they are like in the middle of preparations. They have been doing this also quite seriously. For Hong Kong, there's been no preparation whatsoever. The team hasn't really met for um, now almost one and a half years. Basically, since December 2019, they have not played or also not trained together. Um, so I, I don't think that they are like in, in very good shape. They're also coming off a very tiring season, um, which just ended last weekend as well. And... Uh, all, all together, right, also not many players seem to really um, see uh, there is still a great opportunity for Hong Kong as well. Uh, so I don't think that it will be taken hugely serious. Um, and uh, they might even just be worried about getting in and getting out of Hong Kong in the first run. Uh, so I think back then in 20, 2019, um, there was a bit of a special vibe in Hong Kong as well, because uh, a lot of fans came into the stadium and, and the team really had a, had a kind of a quite... Um, good fighting spirit, uh, but given that, uh, of course, the the game this time is played uh, in Bahrain and uh, on on um, more or less neutral ground, but um, also for given the the depleted squad, I, I I think it's a much tougher game this time for Hong Kong, and I don't see, uh, to be honest, much chance for them. Um, of course, the, the the tactics will be the same. I think damage control for as long as possible. But uh, the danger will then start when, when the first goal come in, when, when they start to concede, uh, and then they would need to open up. Uh, but I think for the entire match, they, they will try to just um, yeah, hope for some counter attack and then um, yeah, uh, try to, to get a lucky punch uh, on the break. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what do you think your prediction is for the match then? 
Um, to be honest, I do think it will be very one-sided. I would hope for one goal for Hong Kong, but altogether, I, I think it will be a very comfortable win for Iran. So maybe a 4-1 or a 5-1 uh, should be on the cards. Perfect. Thank you very much for coming on, Golbazan. Thanks for having me. Okay, guys. So we heard from we heard from Tobias. Now let's hear a quick, you know, we spoke about the, the formation a little bit in the midfield and the attack. What are your predictions? What would you want to see for the formation, for the lineup, uh, for this game? Before we move into predictions, Arya. Yeah, for me, I think for me, we can we could probably rest some players in this game. You know, the first game against Hong Kong, we didn't struggle. I said I was saying to Tobias, you know, in that little segment, we didn't we didn't struggle, but we didn't have we didn't find it very easy either. You know, we only beat them two 0 um, we did have a couple of chances created against us as well. So, you know, they're not a bad side. Uh, and as Tobias said, you know, although they are struggling for some preparation, they have brought in some new players. So you never know what they can what they can do. However, I do think it's a good chance to maybe start some players like IID. Um, you know, some players like, um, for example, Jafar Salmani, you know, because Milad Mahamani is actually injured. Milad Mahamani has a small injury. He missed his last game for Ghent. So maybe you want to start Jafar Salmani at left back, give him a chance to play in his real position or, or his somewhat real position rather than right back, you know, like they like, like get Syria or maybe even start Ezatullahi again. He's not played in a long time. So it's a good chance to give some players some opportunities to play. Um, hopefully they can do that. Oh, do you want do you want in my lineup? So, you know, is that what you're asking? Yeah, lineup yeah. and formation. All right, so, I feel like, so what, yeah, what I would, we need, we need what some I would, balance. What I would go with, I'd probably go with um, Bernard Van den Goals, just to give him some game time. He's not had a lot of matches recently. I'd actually start uh, Majid Hosseini as well, um, and probably alongside Kanani, uh, just because both of them I don't think are first choice. Uh, I think Praliga and Genkai are our first choice, but I think those two are very solid. Actually, they played in that game together the first time we played Hong Kong, so could be a good chance for them to do that. Again, I would also start um, um, Esmail Ifbara right back because Moharami is just back from injury, so you don't want to risk him against Hong Kong. Um, and I would actually put uh, Salmoni at left back. So I'd actually go with pretty much a second-tier um, back four. Uh, in, mid- in midfield, I'd put Zatolahi. Um, alongside probably probably Hoi Safi or yeah probably Hoi Safi because obviously Hoi Safi is the captain we need that experience you know first game in and then I'd probably have um, Goyedi starting alongside I'd, I'd love to see Godus start this game but Godus will have a game on Saturday so he'll probably miss his first game so I think Goyedi should probably start alongside Goyedi be very very skillful with him alongside Gaiadi looks looks like a very uh, strong uh, duo, and then I'd probably have Osman Tarimi up front together. For the most part, it sounds like a copy of what I have. Uh, I would I would prefer to have uh, the two uh, uh, most informed center backs to really just lay the foundation uh, the first game. If they're not, if there's no question of you know them being hurt or not, I'd, so I would have uh, Hosseini and Porleganji. Um, j- just to you know, keep the um, I, you know just keep the uh, discipline down uh, for the center backs um, with uh, Baron Vaughn and goal. Um, again, Team Lee did, did not have any friendlies to prepare for these, so so it's like the Hong Kong it, game is that chance. Plus, it's you know first match uh, of of these matches being held in Bahrain. You know, Iran lost the appeal. They're gonna have to deal with it. They're gonna have to deal with Bahrain. 
in their in their uh, training right now in in quiche. So you have to lay a little bit of cement to to get that done. With that being said, of course, uh, Arya, I agree with you with the fullbacks, Ezotolaki and Hasafi. Uh, I agree with that. And then the other four, it, you know, you can kind of be flexible with this. I personally would would start Jahan Bach because he's been starting the last few games. You know why? You know why suddenly put him back on the bench? Uh, because yeah, you know, I'd agree with that. I'd that's what he's that. been having to do in England. So you know, bring him back. You know, he's not doing anything bad. Let's let's, let's get him and in, in, uh, back in, in national team form. And this Hong Kong game is a great opportunity to do that. Um, starting Kolesade, um, Parami, you can kind of have him wider up front. Um, you can do different things with him, uh, in, unless I'm proven otherwise. And then Asmoon to top it off. And uh, and uh, Asmoon, guys, he's not going to mess up these one-on-ones this time. He, he's going to bury them. Speaking it into existence, make it happen. Yeah, no, I really like those lineups. I, I agree with you, Samson. Definitely. I think Jaumbash, I think, for me, starts. Someone called us is uh, like, yeah, he, he might play for Brentford on Saturday. He might not. He didn't play in the semi final of the playoffs. Um, so I don't know whether. Also, the travel, I think, for him as well, because obviously. Yeah, it's travel. I think that's going to be the. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's five days out. So he has to go straight to Bahrain. So he will actually miss the first camp. So I don't think yeah. he'll start. I don't think he'll start the first game. No, no, I agree. All right. So we have the we have the the predicted lineups. Um, what formation was that, by the way? It was, a, it was a four two 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 wingers. I would I would go with a four three one two, and you can also make it a four two 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 depending on how you yeah. you shape it. But yeah, I would I'd always go with that kind of a setup where there's a bit more flexibility up front. I'd say. Hmm. What yeah. was the formation we had against Bosnia? I, I, I haven't. I it was a oh, we played a three three five two. That's uh, like a three four three actually. Um, it could he could he could go for back three. The only thing I would say back three is he's only called up four centre backs. Normally, if you're going to go for back three, you'd call up five centre backs because you don't have two on the bench. So I don't think he'll he'll go for back three, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'd rather play with fullbacks. I feel like our fullbacks are quite strong. Like yeah, they have yeah, a lot going so, forward so. as well. I yeah, I feel like but it'd be a waste. Also, the, the narrow formation that you're playing against Syria is useful for players like Esmaili Far, who is a very very attacking fullback. If you've ever seen him play, Esmaili Far is a very good goal scoring right back, similar to Romelu Zayan, and he he loves to get forward. He's pro- I would say, I would say Esmaili Far is the fastest player in this team, pace wise. I don't think anyone matches him. He's He's honestly he's rapid. So if he ever if he doesn't get a chance to start, it'll be quite an exciting um, uh, day before. An underrated question uh, that we haven't asked in several episodes, guys. Who would we have taken these um, these set piece kicks? For me, for me, if someone was starting, it'd be him. I think he's the best. Um, I completely agree. I say he's the be- yeah he's the best um, striker of a ball that we have. I think. However, if he's not starting. I'd say Kualizade is very reliable with corners. He's got a good... Um, and he obviously got the assist against Syria for Kanoni's first goal. Um, so he's he's very reliable. Also quite like Jafar Salmoni, who does 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 take set pieces for his club, Portimonense in Portugal. Um, I don't really want to see Hoysefi taking corners and free kicks, but he probably will because he's the captain. <laughs> um, he probably will because he's the captain. So... Um, you know, Angoyed, he's got a decent strike on him as well. So, we've got a couple of players there. Obviously, we're missing Romina Zayan, who used to do that quite a lot for us. But Are we, are we, are we safe to say Tarami for penalties? 
No, I, I don't know actually. I think yeah, Tarimi for penalties. That's a good or, question. Or I mean, Osmond he's missed a couple of penalties in his career, but I think Tarimi's you know he he wins them and he scores them. You know, he wins them and he scores them. That's a really good question. We haven't yeah we haven't covered that before. Um, I think before we go on to fan questions, uh, I know you got some fan questions Arya for us. Before we move on to that, what are your guys' predictions for the game? Um, obviously the first game was two nil. Uh, what do you guys think this game will be? I want to say three just because uh, things will be rocky. They're going to completely dominate, but, you know, just I, I kind of curb my enthusiasm on, on you know, the finishing of these chances, like what we've seen. So uh, I want to say three, but it could easily be four or five. <laughs> they really want to lash out their anger, just really um, yeah. bury, the, bury some of these guys and make a statement that, uh, hey, we're back. We belong to be uh, on top of uh, – uh, the the groups on top of Asia, mm. these guys have uh, plenty of statements to make. Yeah, I th- and, and I also think... Hong Kong. Sorry. Oh yes, yeah, I was going to oh, say yeah. um, Hong Kong. A lot of their a lot of their recent players, uh, I think, as you mentioned earlier before, a lot of them uh, are recent call ups. Like a lot of them mm. are like dual nationals, or you know, we went through that transition phase a few years ago under Carlos Queiroz, where the chemistry wasn't that strong because a lot of them are new players, you know, Ashkan de Jagger and a lot of other players came in. Um, so they're probably going through that transition period now where we've got chemistry going for us massively. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I think it'll be minimum three nil uh, to us. So it's pretty exciting. What about you, Arya? What do you think? Yeah, I think we'll win four nil. I think we'll, we'll, we'll beat them um, comfortably. Um, I just think the players are too hungry at the moment. I think we're going we're gonna to do really well in, in the final third. Um, I don't think the Hong Kong players have obviously trained as much together as, as Tobias said. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll do well. Well, one thing's well. for sure, though, guys, they, they have to be looking one game at a time. They can't even be thinking about the opponent after Hong Kong. It's Hong Kong first and then the next opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Arya, open fan up questions, fan questions for us. Uh, first one comes from Erfan um, at ERI1806. He asks uh, thoughts on Karim Bogheri's addition to the national team staff uh, as assistant manager. Um, personally, I think he's a good addition in terms of um, keeping like the likes of Kainani and Haizade in check because um, they are a little bit, um, a little bit childish at times. They try to get a little bit too aggressive in, in their approach to the game. He can kind of um, control that. I don't know if he's going to do anything for us tactically. You know, he won't bring anything like that. But I think from a mentality standpoint, from a sports psychology standpoint, I think he offers a lot in that sense. But that's really it. I, I'm I'm curious, uh, Arya. Can can you speak on the, the fact that there's been a, a few uh, additions recently? Uh, you know, what, what is uh, what's uh, I guess the motivation for these recent additions? So good question, uh, Anton Uznik, who was the assistant manager at the start when when he came in with, with Scotland, has actually left and uh, the national team for personal reasons. Um, so obviously Mario. Mario Tot has come in to replace him as assistant manager. He used to be in, used to be in Dynamo Zagreb for a little while as well. Uh, we brought in a new fitness coach. Um, and we brought in uh, also this guy, Kanye um, Bagheri. So it's good that, you know, we've done that. You know, it's, it creates a little bit more uh, specialism 
um, you know, not specialism, but what do you call it? Specialists in, in certain aspects of the game rather than just having, you know, a guy who's more of a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. You know, you're getting people who are specialists in their own trades. So it's good from that aspect. Um, and I think it just creates a bit better harmony in the, in the national team. Yeah, no, I completely agree. All right, with all right. Um, Next question. Next question comes from uh, Ar- Arjan Kioni. Yes, um, should Ansari Fard start instead of Osmoon, considering he has one yellow card so that he would not get suspended for the game against Bahrain? It's a good, it's a good one. Also, Samson, just because you had Purali Ganji in your list, I believe Purali Ganji is actually suspended for the first match because um, he had a, 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 um, too many yellow cards. So I think he was suspended. So another one that we will miss for that first game. Um, but on this one, I'm going to go with Samson. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question that we got. We, we haven't talked about you know, the fact of a, a yellow card accumulations. <laughs> we, we, we get so caught up in the results of what happened during Wilmot. We forget about that part, right? I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that substitution. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much to say besides I wouldn't mind it because it's, it's, I think, it's not like we don't know what to expect, you know? I mean, I don't know if you like you agree. I think Kove or Ansari Fire are very reliable shakers to come in for either one of them. Yeah, I mean, or or something that might be a bit more controversial is change the formation. Put Salah Asman as a yeah, striker. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. You could do that. He's done that before and he's a proven striker. He can work by himself. Obviously, he doesn't do that as Zenit with, with Juba. But... Like if I mean if if Rodos is up for playing, um, I'd I'd slot him in there. Obviously, you have got Rolizade who could obviously slot in as well. Like I feel like changing the formation might be better. Obviously, Kawarezai and Sarifar are both proven strikers as well. Um, but actually, now that now that I'm considering, it, I feel like yeah, Asmon should probably be benched because of the Bahrain game, especially given that they're at home. Um, even though Iran should be at home or whatever, um, they're going to be at home. Uh, yeah, I feel like he should probably take that game out, the one against Hong Kong. I feel like, I feel like they'll, they'll probably do that as well. Um, all right, next question comes uh, from uh, Arya4n, and that's at Arya4n, he, uh, four, number 4n. He asks, considering Abedzadeh's good season at Maritimo, as well as his performance against Bosnia, do you think he should start over Bayern? But we've already said this, um, um, for me, Abuzade is a fantastic goalie, and so is Benavan. Simple as that, you know. And whether whoever starts, um, I think, you know, they they'll, they'll do well to start because Niazman is also a good goalie, you know. So it'll be good uh, competition. Um, all right, moving on. This is a question that I see being kind of brought up recently. I don't really know why, but it does. But I'll ask it anyway. I'll go to Cena for this first. What do you? Who? Why do you think um, someone like Jalal Hosseini's name is being brought up so much? You know, to get come out of retirement, a guy who's thirty nine years old, um, playing in Paris Police. Why is his name being brought up to get come out of retirement? I think this is pretty normal. Like it happens in quite a few national teams where, like. The, the old generation kind of retires from the national team. But then, you know, w- with with the centre-backs, you need kind of a proven formula. You need, you need players to cement that position. And obviously, with with added experience, that that position is is better. It's like one of the only posi- – one of the rare positions where, 
obviously the older the player gets, the, 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 the more quality they bring to the table. And so I feel like with the managers transitioning, um, we've had quite a few centre-backs, centre-back partnerships, and there hasn't been like one... There hasn't been like one duo where it's, they've solidified their, their position. Obviously, you've got Hosseini and Pura Ganji. Um, but then obviously you had other players such as like Cheshmi come in and like there's been a lot of alternations in, in the centre-backs. So that's why I feel like his name is probably being brought up because he's a proven player. Obviously, he's got a lot of caps for the national team um, and he'll, he'll probably be able to do a job. Obviously, he's, he's playing well and consistently for his club as well. That's probably why his name's coming up. However, I would not be playing him. I feel like this is probably the best time to put in and try to find that defensive partnership that will take us to uh, the next World Cup, hopefully, when we qualify. Yeah, would you agree, Samson, if you want to say something? <laughs> you think losing to uh, uh, countries uh, smaller than a province uh, like Bahrain or, or, or losing to Iraq has something to do with uh, maybe some whispers being made about that, about the, the, the good old times of having a more ex- experienced uh, yeah. Defense not letting that happen, but no, I mean, no, let's be, let's be real. We, we need a more uh, athletic uh, defenders uh, to develop into the, the chemistry that we need. Uh, it, it's a funny thought. It's not to take away his, his fantastic career, but. Yeah, and that question came from Omid G9 um, on Twitter. Okay, um, last couple of questions coming from Instagram. We got one by Actually, this is kind of two people asking the same question. So, Cass Mensa, Cass Rahi asks, and also um, Mustafa underscore Mustafa underscore DXB. They're both basically asking about the midfield, you know, and they're both both asking about how there's a lot of players are over 30, like Hai Safi, Vai Daimiri, Kamal Komya Binya, um, you know, and we don't really have any young center midfielders. Um, first and foremost, got to say, Kanimi and Rafkan are injured. So, I mean, those two probably would have been in the squad, but they're injured. So we have to replace them somehow. And bringing any more experienced players isn't a bad thing. However, I would agree that we probably need to have some younger center midfielders coming through. If you listen to our interview with um, Ezatullah, he, he was speaking about how the lack of development for, for, for the center mid in Iran because of how much of their football tries to be you know getting to the ball to the striker as soon as possible you know it's very it's very difficult for a center mid in Iran to develop like I was saying before one guy who I think is very good who can come in and do that is Yasin Salmoni who plays for Sepahan I think he is a fantastic midfielder who has a real real opportunity to be part of the national team in the coming camps because he is a really, really good player and I do think he can be called up. So we'll look out for that. But do you guys want to add anything to that? No, you summed up perfectly. Yeah. Nothing more from me. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I think that's all the questions. Let me just have a look. I mean, I mean, we, I'm not saying that's all the questions. We had a lot more questions, right? But obviously we've covered a lot of that in our discussion. And if there was any questions that we didn't answer, you can always ask these questions again on the Twitter space that we will do before the match. So if you want to get your question answered, we'll do that before the match. 
Oh, and hopefully, hopefully, by the way, Ari, hopefully the tradition continues with uh, with us trying to do that and then finding out that there's a goal scored in the first minute, like that Champions League game with Tara Mia. I wouldn't mind that happening. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious because it did happen to me. I actually missed the goal because I was posting it on, uh, <laughs> I was posting the Instagram live, so... It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, ever, ever since then, our tradition is we're going to stop it five minutes before the match <laughs> yeah. start because otherwise we or maybe, or maybe we, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just do that. Maybe I should always miss the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> tradition, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if yeah. you if you do want to tune in for that, uh, obviously follow us on Twitter, and obviously if you want to find out about it, follow us on Instagram and Facebook while you're at it. Um, but boys, I'm going to wrap up there. I feel like it's been a really good episode. Um, so thank you so much for sending in those questions by the way everyone and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Golbazan as I said before follow us on Twitter Instagram, Facebook and also subscribe to us on Twitter subscribe to us on Twitter that's wrong subscribe to us on YouTube SoundCloud Spotify iTunes Google Podcasts Amazon CastBox we are basically everywhere and obviously visit our website as well if you're interested to see what's going on there golbazanpodcast.com so thank you so much Samson and Aria for joining me um, and I guess we'll see you on the Twitter spaces very soon hello everyone my name is Saida Zatole and you're listening to the Golbazan podcast